This is Passing for Normal, conversations with authors, artists, activists, and awakeners about how they are seeding change in the world. I'm Sharon Weil, author of Donnie and Ursula Save the World, the funniest book about love, sex, and GMO seeds you'll ever read. But mostly, it's about everyday courage and what it takes to get there in your own personal, even unconventional way. So join us for fun and insightful discussion with some very inspirational people about how to turn purpose and passion into action, while at the same time, passing for normal. Welcome to Passing for Normal. Here we are with James Stark, part two. James and I had such a rich and fun conversation before about how we can live in alignment with the natural world, both inside and out, that we barely began. So I want to continue the conversation and reach into talking about building communities and allowing them to be as dynamic and changing as any ecosystem, something James knows much about. I want to remind our listeners that James Stark connects people with the natural world as co-director of the Regenerative Design Institute at Commonweal, where he co-directs many programs that help create new leaders for a new era. For more information on RDI, Commonweal, and the whole area of permaculture, please take a listen to our previous podcast. For now, hello, James. Welcome back. Great to be back. Great. Well, it will be as if we never as if we never left off. But where we left off in our conversation is that you were saying that we as humans belong to the largest organism of the natural world and that we're inseparable from it. But at the same time, we as humans organize ourselves into villages, however large or small. So I know that you've worked with many communities and organizations, helping them to create community or negotiate in community. So how do we have healthy communities that are both purposeful and yet mutable to accommodate change? That's my question to you. Well, I, I, I guess the starting point for me is um, with the person um, who holds that desire or holds that question, you know. And so if I'm in my community and I have that question, how, how can I contribute and, and what gifts can I bring forward? And um, so as we were talking earlier about uh, being nature and the, the opportunity and the great turning is about having our communities and our neighborhoods functioning in attunement with the forces of nature and life and life supportive systems. So, um, so that's a big question because that isn't how we've been going about it for a long time. Uh, we haven't been considering uh, our communities as an ecosystem. So now's the now is this opportunity to go into the great turning. So the question is, what what would a healthy um, community look like that is totally attuned to the natural world? And so, uh, if you're one of those people who think, oh, yeah, that yeah, that is that is the kind of community I want to live in. That's my vision. Then how do we start? And um, building on what we talked about earlier, 
um, attuning ourselves and dissolving and composting the delusion that we are somehow separate from the natural world. Because whatever, however your garden or that forest outside your window or your planter box or that one tomato in the potted plant, whatever <laughs> forces are governing that are governing us because it's all, all one organism. So, so the spending time in reconnecting and and composting that delusion we're separate is for for a person uh, for a vision holder for uh, community and possibility and is um, is that to to align ourselves and and to deeply connect with the natural world. Right, uh, because the natural world the natural world is all about connection. It's all about it's all about exchange. It's all about how these plants and elements are all connected to support life. Yeah, and it's so great because the nature of your uh, exploration around change, that's all we've got. You know, that's the one. <laughs> There's nothing that is standing still. Everything's moving. Even our bodies are completely different after seven years. Nothing remains, right? So... But as human beings, we try to try to lock things up and have them stop and all this kind of stuff. So it's so great that you're you're looking at it through that lens of change. So a community, a village, is changing every moment. Like if you walk down the street uh, this morning, it's different than it was when you left it last night. Hmm. Things yeah. are. Things are always changing. People are coming. People are leaving. People are dying. People are being born. So it's like this organism that's just on the move. And as 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 we begin to explore how to develop community, is developing the capacity to be able to dance with change. And the inherent part of change is there's the unknown, and that really scares us. You know. Mm-hmm. We don't like. I want things. My I want my strawberry to look exactly like it did last time I ate it. Right? I don't right. want it to be different. You know, want to lock in, lock in on this. You know, we can't lock in on anything because there, it's impossible to lock things in. They just move. So the preparation for our inner garden that we talked about before. Can we? Can we? Um, unfold each moment and each day rather sourcing from fear that the unknown or the mountain lion is going to eat us or all this kind of stuff that we have that are fear-generated, can we move into the possibility of embracing, hmm, maybe nothing bad can happen to us. Just stuff happens, and then we deal with it. That opens up our capacity to really stand in the in our community and realize, ha, huh, I may have a vision of what this could look like, but it's probably not going to end up looking like that because mm-hmm. the, I take that desire or that vision and the, another person comes into it, already that ecology has grown into a level of complexity and perfectness of two things uniting, a third thing emerges, but it may not be, it may be a surprise. And that's what I've found 
working in my community is I may have, oh, this is what I'd like uh, the the radio station to look like, and oh, my God, 15 years later, it looks a little different than that, right? But it's, it's how do we how do we dance with the the change of the change? Yeah, and just to say that you know when we're talking about communities, we're we're talking about anything that's more than one, right? So we're talking about couples is a community of two or maybe you know more in terms of the influence of the people that are around them. We're talking about you know groups, larger groups neighborhoods, cities, right? You know, it's all it's 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 all on a scale. But what you're talking about when you're saying that, you know, my, I have this idea, my idea is going to change as soon as I interact with someone else. And I also hear you say that, you know, can we replace fear as our base with curiosity? Exactly. Exactly. And with the complexity that a community is, it really isn't something we can figure out. There's just way too many moving parts. So it really um, encourages and calls us forward. We need to be operating from a, a different thing rather than from upstairs in the attic in our head and our mind trying to think out things. And, and that's part of the shifting from fear to shifting to loving and gratitude and curiosity and what you're feeling and your intuition and building the intuition and so you know the quiet mind and spending time with nature and all those parts are essential to being a community vision holder and it isn't and just as you said it isn't my vision that's the that's where you know what i've seen is where everything comes grinding to a halt as soon as we attach an idea to ourselves, then the power is just dissipated. And I, I'm one of the, my mentors from Asia, because I spent five years working in Asia, and he said, well, you know, in his mind, um, the a, a community unfoldment looks like if you had an initial idea came through you, not your idea, but an idea came through you, and when that finally, you know, the champagne came and and the celebration of it manifesting in the community, if no one knows that 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 idea had anything to do with you, then that is kind of like the, the cleanest, form of doing service because then it builds the capacity the community feels that the community did it which they did do it right but that goes counter to our culture that is like the lone wolf and the flag and and getting uh, getting benefits so you know a community visionary who has has an idea or is committing to community service when they come from a place we're not needing anything out of that. You know, they're full and complete themselves, and all they're doing is serving, serving in a clean way, then it's irresistible, and you can't become a target that way because as soon as, as, soon as the ego gets involved, then you get, all the friction starts to happen, you know. So, ah, there's, there's the rub. There's, you know, I have, there's the rub. I have spent many years 
in the film business, in the film and television business, in different capacities. And certainly as a writer, you you cannot go into a film production or television production expecting that the script that you wrote is what is going to end up on the screen. There are many people in their capacities who contribute to that vision. And if it's working well, it is a collective vision. Like you said, it's something that no one one of you would have come up with on your own, but it, in an ideal world, ends up being um, better. Now, of course, you bring up the idea of ego, and if people are very invested, not just in what their vision is, but it's their vision, right? It's like it doesn't even matter what the vision is. If if they're invested in this is my opinion and the emphasis on me, that's when you run into trouble, right? Yeah, it's just like that image of the monkey who puts his hand into the in, into the tree and the hole and there's a nut in there and, and by holding on to the nut you can't get his hand out and that's how you trap some people that traditionally trap monkeys because they're so attached to holding on to their idea they'll go down with the idea mm-hmm. and right the wisdom cultures you know especially Buddhism like they really that's a big gift of Buddhism non-attachment you know and that that just increases your capacity a million times by not being attached and holding what you're feeling the possibility that you that you can feel inside and holding it like a feather rather than a clenched fist around it opens for to go as you said way beyond what you could even imagine could happen once people get if 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 the if the ecology of visionaries who come together to move something forward in the community come from that place, it becomes unstoppable and goes like wildfire, a fire. Mm-hmm. 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 If six egos get in a room, you might as well go and have a coffee break. Yeah. But then they have to decide, you know, which coffee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, I'm thinking about ecosystems and I'm thinking about, like I'm picturing a landscape where there's, there's, there's a river and there are trees and there are other plants and there are mushrooms and there, there are all kinds of there are creatures and insects and they're all, they're all living and working together and they're all contributing their nature, what is their, what is the way in which they function um, in that kind of exchange within um, within what it is they do, and to to be able to observe that, so like that's a that's a good community, right? Yeah. That's a that's a good working community. Yeah, and that's where the resilience comes in, because it's all those different elements uh, operating as a whole. And, that, and that's often like when we're building community, even if we're going to shove aside all the things that, except for humans, often we then go down and we select just the certain parts of the human journey. So with the programs that we offer here, we have a kids program that goes along with the adult program. So when we're working in village or in our communities, 
there's the 91-year-old grandmother or grandfather, and then there's the baby that just arrived. And so all of all of that energy of the of humans at the different points in their in their short life all have a part of the the unfolding so the the elder has has holds uh, a gift and so does the baby and the baby in that unbridled curiosity and so to have them present and to have the children and and to hear what teenagers have what's moving for them as we're going about so the ultimate is how do we weave all those things together, but then going beyond the human uh, community, then it's the rest, you know, like what about the trees and what about the birds and what about the water and how's the water flow in our, in our community and the sharing and, and the, you know, the, the Hawaiians have, have an approach to how they support community. So each one their job description is to serve and look after everyone's needs and make sure everyone's needs get met. And that's how their needs get met because everyone's looking after everybody's needs. So it's like turning the reverse of I just got to make sure that I get mine to Mm -hmm, where mine is given to me by others and then we have connection with each other. So then we've created the fabric of connection. And you know, Julia Butterfly Hill um, last year, the convergence has that just sort of brought, you know, articulated it really exquisitely that that all the things that are challenging out there that we need to address for the great turning, the things that are not working are all reflections of disconnection, you know. And community is about, like, how do we weave the connection so I'm connected with the bird, I'm connected with the elder on the street who's trying to get a you know get the groceries into the into his house or her house and all all of those things they're all part of uh, of my being and the more we have each one of those connections the more whole we become and that's that's the sweet part absolutely so i know the word community is very used and sometimes overused to describe many different situations of connection on different scales. Do you think that it's necessary for a community's health or for a healthy community to have a purpose? Mm. Is that what is ultimately connecting them is, is a is a purpose or a common purpose? Well it it can really have um a powerful impact on a community that has a purpose. And for um, a lot of my community work uh, and service has been around um, um, bringing together a collective purpose or vision. Like one of the the community here, we we got together way at the beginning, um, 18 years ago, and sat down as a community for a day and said, what do we, what, you know, if we don't do anything, um, what will our community look like 20 years from now? And, um, and what would we like our community to look like? 
and um, and then if if we liked what we our vision of what we'd really like it to look like, and not just kind of like how it's going right now, then what would we do? And in that particular case, uh, there was a quite a bit of unity around the the village wanted to be known as a place where we uh, grow and eat our own food and celebrate the natural world in that way and be connected in that way. And that mm-hmm. that really helped uh, lay the foundation for Marin Organic and all the explosion of the farmers and stuff because we had that's where we're going. We have this feeling of that's where we're going. So it can have a really strong um, impact to do that. Um, and it could have been, we could have added on. That was kind of like one dimension, and we went and we just focused on that. But it could be, oh, we're also known for people who who don't uh, who look after their elders and who keep them in their community, or, mm-hmm. or or that they make sure. And this is another element that we did a little later on. Well, you know, we want the people who work in this community to actually get to live in this community. So we need to deal with affordable housing because all the schools and the medical people all can't live here anymore because of gentrification. So we had to create an an institution to gradually uh, bring those houses back into the commons. So there's just so many elements of what a healthy, vibrant community is, and it's helpful even if you're just your focus is going to be on senior citizens or your focus is on early childhood education or or growing food, whatever it is. But you're, because of the connections between the, the, with the community, you're doing it in an ecology that you're also thinking about the whole element, you know. So if you're dealing with the children, right. you're thinking about elders and you're thinking about the water supply and you're thinking about... And you're not spending a whole bunch of time, but that's part of a whole system's way of being in in community through through all those networks. Now, the forest, you know, the question is, are each one of those elements in the forest all thinking about each other, or are they just following their natural and instru- their original instructions, and they're just as an ecology are are just moving in symbiotic relationships. But, what do you think? Well, we have a I think that they're just they're just uh like one organism. They're not like there, there isn't a tree saying, "Oh, I'm a tree and oh, I don't know what are all these butterflies." <laughs> well, I know what you're doing. And and what I'm are they tree. doing? Yeah. You know, I'm just a tree <laughs> and I'm it, you know. They're not doing that. And, and so we've got this added little we've got this amazing capacity we have this awareness and and this freedom to choose, at which is it's just incredible. Like you can't even describe what a gift that. Like what a blessing to have a human life is. But on the same time, a, a little challenge comes with it about like how do you live to the full possibility of that gift that you've got, and and not remove yourself from the organism, but to have that awareness. And there's been many spiritual paths that try to assist people in, you know, doing your thing and raising your children and all that while you're plugged into the bigger miracle of life, you know. So 
that's um, that's part of uh, the possibility. And community building, community and nurturing community and watering it and growing growing communities is is an awesome gateway into that that miracle. Mm. Wow, what a perfect place to stop, <laughs> or I should say, what a perfect place to pause. <laughs> until our next conversation because once again we've uh, spoken through our time so I know it's just amazing how that goes Um, I have loved our conversation every bit of it and um, I'd like you to let people know let the listeners know where they can find you how they can reach you how they can get involved um, and what you're involved with please Tell them. Yeah, we are the Regenerative Design Institute at uh, Commonweal, and our website is regenerativedesign.org. Um, and we list there the pathways and gateways and programs that, that we do. And you can also, if you're in the area, you can come, and we once a, once a month we have a garden tour, and I... Which I highly recommend. The hours, and we go through the garden and have conversations like this and open up possibilities. And so, um, yeah, uh, just uh, check us out and see if there's something, some way that we can support you with. Beautiful. So, um, James, you are a wonder and are of great service to this large organism of the natural world that we that we are all a part of um, and I thank you so much for sharing your time with us and sharing and talking with me well thank you and what a gift it was to spend a half hour another half hour with you this has been Passing for Normal conversations about seeding change in the world to find out more about author Sharon Weil go to passingfornormal.com That's passing, numeral four, normal.com. Donnie and Ursula Save the World is available in paperback, Kindle, and soon to be an audiobook at donnieandursula.com. So go out and do something brave today. M. Earth and I thank you.